All right. What happens when you take two very opinionated and passionate ladies and OU football and you put them together? What do you get? Talk sporty. Yeah. All right. Welcome. This is season two, episode nine. And Sean. Oh my gosh, nine. Yes, episode nine on the year. Is that not cool? Wow, and that is cool. Sean I and I are it. here on a bye week, and we wanted to yes. just visit. How about that? Yes, yeah, we're just going to be Sean and Dana, uh, and you can get to know us better. That's right. Well, like we know you all want to do that. Well, sure. <laughs> that's why we have millions of listeners. That's right, millions and millions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did you do on your bye week, Dana? You know, I was on call, so I had to be available um, at the hospital, but Saturday was not too busy. I I had to work a little in the morning, and then I had the afternoon off, and I um, watched football. And I watched a really, really, really wonderful game Saturday night. (laughs) It was somebody from California. They, They had letters, like... Letters. Like USC or something on their jerseys, and yeah, their jerseys like got covered in grass a lot. <laughs> and it was wonderful. It was fantastic. It, it was, was a great, great game. Oh, it was so funny because we were um, visiting my sister and brother-in-law in Telluride. They have a place there. And so Dana texts me, and she's like, she's like, how about this game? I'm loving it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we just finished dinner, you know? And I pull up my ESPN app, and then um, we get, got back to their place after dinner and watched the second half beat down. So Wasn't it great? Yeah. It was just, But it was so typical, so typical of so what typical. he who must not be named did right. at OU. I mean, yeah. didn't. Didn't think, you know, actually their defense looked pretty decent against Notre Dame, but poor Caleb Williams, he had like the worst, worst game of his life. Three, three interceptions in the first half and a fumble and he just did not have a good game. And it was due to Notre Dame's defense. I mean, they put pressure on him. Yeah. And the USC's lack of offensive line, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. He was sacked. Yeah, I was reading tons of times. Oh, yeah, I was reading something today that talked about, I guess, all the O line people who haven't really been replaced. You know, who graduated and stuff, and just their replacements were a step down. Oh, okay. I did not realize so, that. I mean, you could just tell they yeah. were beaten from. Notre Dame's D-line controlled the line of scrimmage, for right. sure. And, you know, I um, I like Marcus Freeman. I think maybe we talked about this one time. If we didn't talk about it on the podcast, you and I have talked about it, I think I like him, but he has made some questionable coaching um, errors this year, or questionable coaching decisions, I should say, which, you know, like – for one against Ohio State there at the end of the game, only having 10 guys on the field and not, um, you know, right. not doing something about it. And, and so I really questioned if he would be able, from a coaching perspective, to beat USC. 
you know, just because of that. Um, he's growing into his role as a head coach too, of course. That's a school where their coach left in the middle of the night also. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They had the <laughs> so, same kind yes. of problem that OU did, yeah. yes, with old yeah, Brian they Kelly. Did. And, yep. And, um, yeah, some of those LSU fans may be wondering about their decision too. But um, anyway, so I, I was glad to see Marcus Freeman, you know, pull out a win. Oh, yeah. It was a big win. It was a big it win. It wasn't a little win. It was a big win. And the rest of USC's schedule, I mean, they still have to play Oregon. Washington. They have to play Washington. and UCLA. Well, UCLA, which UCLA seems like they're kind of on the come up too. And Utah. They've got Utah, Utah this week. That's right. That's right. So, and and then a Big so, yeah, Twelve. I, I mean, if if not a Big Twelve, sorry, a Pac twelve, Pac twelve championship. If they can win those games, I just right. don't see how they can win all those games. Yeah, no, me neither. So, but um, I also read an article after we've like been talking about them for ten minutes that um, I think it was in the Atlantic, and it said it's. It's time, it's probably time for the OU fans to let the revenge thing go. And, <laughs> and this was after OU Texas. This wasn't even after this week. And it said, and just show them total indifference. You know, don't even like have the hatred, you know, because that's like kind of, you know, hatred's kind of close to love, right? You know, it's, okay. it's still this passion. Okay. Just, just be indifferent. Just don't care. Yeah. Who cares? So I'm trying to let it go. Kind of like frozen. Let it Let go. Let it go. I okay. We can do that. But it's, <laughs> it was so fun. Still, it was so fun. Yes. <laughs> and fact is, you and I probably would talk about it even if he who should not be named was not there. I mean, it it was it was a story, right? Because I have other stories from the weekend that I think we should talk about. We would be talking about it, right? Regardless, right. the Heisman Trophy winner. He, he throws three picks in the first half. He he does not look like himself. We would be talking about right. it, no matter who was the coach. Right. So, well, one yeah. of the articles I read, um, it was from one of the USC sites, and they said, we don't think that he's hurt him, himself for the to be the next Heisman Trophy winner, to, to repeat. I mean, he just had a bad day, but all of that can be put behind him next week. And I, and I thought, these people don't understand the Heisman. You've got to be the the best every week. You don't get to have a right. bad day. No, you don't. A bad Saturday. You don't. You, you don't. No. That hurt. That hurts. I mean, I mean, it, thankfully for Caleb, it was really early in the season, or not really early, relatively early. He and and okay, let's assume it's a huge assumption. I can't imagine after watching that Oregon Washington game. But let's assume they beat both of those schools and Caleb is lights out. Then maybe his stock rises. But, I mean, Penix is definitely way ahead of him right now in that race. I agree. Yeah. Right, I agree. So so we talking about that game. We were in Telluride, like I said, and so really pretty on Saturday. We were hanging out in town and it's funny we went to we were going to go to this pizza place that's owned by a michigan fan and they got michigan paraphernalia all up on the walls and stuff and big long line to go there so we went to this bar next door we'd already eaten lunch and they had um 
the Washington Oregon game had just started. So we were sitting down there, but Brett went upstairs to the rooftop, but they didn't have any TVs up at the rooftop. I had been in the restroom and my brother-in-law goes, well, Brett went upstairs. So, um, but they don't have TVs. And I go, yeah, I, I think I'll just stay down here for a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, have and it was a beautiful day. It was yeah. pretty up on the rooftop. I mean, I did go up there for a while, and then we went back down and watched, you know, the last quarter um, downstairs, and I, you know, followed it on my app. But, man, what a game yeah. that oh, was. yes. It, it was a very good game. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Very good. Two really good teams. Oh, yes. Duking it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it wasn't just a score fest. You know, it wasn't just no. whoever gets mm-hmm. the ball, runs down and scores. You know, like sometimes the, That's right. Sometimes it mm-hmm. seems like the Big 12 games, yes. you know, just become a shootout. Whoever gets the ball mm-hmm. and finishes with it, you know, at the last mm-hmm. wins the game. It wasn't that. Right. They both had offense. They both had defense. You know, they um, very, mm-hmm. very evenly matched. You know, as I'm watching, right. it's like they really should be number seven and number eight. Or, you know, they're very evenly matched teams yeah I agree with you yeah and in fact after that I didn't even pay attention to the rankings did Oregon fall very much Oregon fell a little bit I think they they maybe dropped to down around 10 um and of course Washington jumped up above OU Mm -hmm. they jumped up into the top four or five okay OU was Five, I think, after the Texas game and dropped down to six or seven. Okay. Yeah, and that happens on a bye week, too. You tend to drop. But, but yeah, so um, they that was a good game. They are going to – Washington is the real deal oh, this yes. year, I think. Yes, I agree. Well, and that Michael Penix, oh, my goodness. he Oh, yeah. He's an incredible player. And there were passes made that you're like, how – how did these kids, he and Bo mm-hmm. Nix, how did mm-hmm. you get them off? You know, how did you throw them? And then they'd catch them right. one-handed and pull them in and mm-hmm. and score or be close yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. And, uh, very fun. So what did you think about Oregon's uniforms? I thought they looked dirty. <laughs> <laughs> At first, it's somebody like, threw a bunch of glitter. On is it. it paint splatter? You know, because they were kind. Yeah. But it uh-huh. there didn't seem to be a pattern. I'm I'm sure right. there was, but oh, I don't know. I'm not I, sure there. I was. didn't know. You know, it was just like splotch, <laughs> splotchy, splotchy. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was really funny because my sister, she um, and my niece had been shopping around Telluride, and when she came, she's like. What's, what's that all over their jerseys? You know, because she thought maybe that it was the first player, she thought it was dirty too. And I'm like, yeah, it's Oregon. That's, That's yeah. just what they do. But there was one point, and it was kind of towards one of those last drives, and this Oregon receiver had made this great play over close to Oregon's sideline. And this really big guy, I mean, he's obviously a lineman, um, probably a defensive lineman. So he's over there and he helps pick his guy up. And this guy's got huge, huge thighs. I mean, probably as big as my waist. But I look at Brett, I go, oh yeah, those splotchy, you know, silver uniforms, they're not good for somebody that big. <laughs> was not figure flattering. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He he just needs some solid green pants, I think. The, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't go. 
But, you know. But they certainly had the silver, yeah, the metallic helmets, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Yes. That's the first time I'd seen those. I don't know if they've worn them before, but uh, really silver, silver helmets. Yeah. Those, those would be blinding in this sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so since you were on call, were you on call um, Friday night? Yeah. Yeah. All weekend. Okay. Okay. So so did you watch the Colorado game Friday night? I didn't. We, I got home. I, would, I was at work, um, had a couple of C-sections to do and got home about it was about halftime, so like 10, 30, 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about, Rob and I talked about, hey, we ought to watch it. And then I'm like, it's a blowout. I mean, wasn't it 26 to nothing or? 29 to nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, yeah. and I'm like, you know, it's. Well, it might have been 26 when you started It's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I just need to go to bed. I will be mm-hmm. awakened in the night. I just need to go to bed. Didn't think right. a thing about it until. During one of those games, like eleven or twelve o'clock, somebody said something about, you know, uh-huh. the Colorado debacle, and I thought, "Whoa, what? What? Yeah." So then I looked the score up, but no, I didn't watch it. Did you guys watch it? So we had, you know, been out that night, and we came back and turned the game on, and it watched a little bit of it, you know, in the second quarter, and it was twenty-nine to nothing at the half, and um. You know, Shane wanted to talk and do other stuff, which was fine. And we're like, oh, we don't need to watch this. It's Stanford. It's 29 to nothing. Game over. So, yeah, we did the same. We turned it off. We're like, it's over. There's, and, and I think we were watching game day. And by the time, you know, we got up since we were in Colorado and turned it on, it was kind of halfway through game day. And we're just like, what? Like if your kind of reaction, yeah. what? what happened? Double overtime, Stanford won? How's that possible? Very good question. I I, yeah. I don't know. You know, they said um Shadur Sanders threw an interception there at the on at the second overtime. And so they just had, right. you know, the Stanford got the ball back and had to kick a field goal to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, I just could not believe that. I mean, what's Stanford's record? Two and five or something like that. I mean, yeah, they're not, they're not very good. I did not expect but, it to, to any, be anywhere near close. No, same. And forget the, forget throwing an interception in the overtime. Just the fact that you let Stanford, that's true. We're not Tie. talking about Oregon. We're not talking about USC. We're talking about Stanford. That you let them tie. You, I, I think too. Did Colorado score any second half points, or maybe just a touchdown or less? I think double they, overtime. Yeah, I think they scored a touchdown, but I'm not positive. Okay. So it's crazy. Anyway, that was. That was. That was. <laughs> More Pac-12 craziness. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. And then talking about crazy games, so Thursday night, well, Thursday I was hanging out. We were talking about Big 12 with my brother-in-law and talking about, he mentions how West Virginia actually has a pretty decent record, and he didn't think they had actually lost any Big 12 games prior to that. And... We did not watch the Houston West Virginia game, and then the next morning 
I tell them, I go, well, I go, West Virginia's lost a Big 12 game now. They lost to Houston. Yeah, nobody saw that game. No, on a Hail Mary. So we're just thinking, okay, the Hail Mary. And then I saw later on that West Virginia scored with 12 seconds left in the game to go up. So at 12 seconds left in the game, West Virginia goes up. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. They Yeah, they kick off. They don't really cover the kick. What Houston gets the ball around midfield and then Hail Mary. And I said, this is why we were scared with 15 seconds left when we were up in the OU Texas. Yes, yes. I mean, you yep. never know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yours was able to get a Hail Mary off. And it went yeah. to the end zone. Right. You know, mm-hmm. if their guy exactly. had caught it. It could have been a totally different outcome. Right. So it was just kind of funny because it's like, oh, Houston won on a Hail Mary. Whoa. You know, but you kind of think, yeah, I mean, I just had no idea that in 12 seconds, two touchdowns had happened. No. I, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh-uh, not at all. Yeah. So anyway. Wow. That was kind of funny. So, well, what did you have any fun this weekend? Or, I mean, I know you watched a little football. Any fun besides or just? On call, on call, on call. Oh, really just... Babies, uh, babies, babies. Yeah, really just on call. It wasn't extremely busy, so that's why I got... I could watch football most of Saturday. Um, Watched a little bit on Sunday. I didn't care for Jalen Hurts and his Eagles getting beaten. I I didn't like that. I just kept thinking he'd pull it out, but he had a bad game. You know, he just was not on. He he threw three interceptions, and he just was off, you know, with Mm -hmm. his receivers. But um, no, that was really about it. What did you do? Did you do something fun? So we we did not come home. We came home on Sunday. So we came home on Sunday. And then, so my current sports obsession is watching the Texas Rangers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so our baseball team has yet to lose a playoff game right they've won every one of them so far they've won them all so far so go rangers go rangers and it's so funny brent last night we were on the couch after watching the game and he goes so he goes we we need to make a tiktok which we really don't (laughs) because he's like so all i do is win 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 no matter what 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 (laughs) he's like we could do that i go that's true they do so that's what we've been doing. So Sunday we got home from Telluride and just sat on the couch and watched the Rangers. And um, they are a team that generates a lot of offense. Uh-huh. But boy, they also can, our bullpen's not always great. And so you're kind of on the edge of your seat <laughs> even when they're up by a lot. Okay. <laughs> Which I think, um, so Sunday, they, it was a closer game. Um, and, and it's the Houston Astros, you know, right, right. I mean, the, the Astros can do it. Yesterday I got home. Was it? Yeah. Yesterday I got home and they were already up, but then Houston starts kind of pulling away or not pulling away, but getting a little closer both days, our starting pitchers went pretty deep, which is good because, like I said, our bullpen's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, our closer's been good, but he kind of makes me laugh. His name's LeClerc, and he 
gets out there on the pitcher's mound and he just looks at the stands and looks at everybody like he's kind of this scared little boy really? out there. Okay. And I mean, that's, I, I guess there's something about him that he has to look at that and just say, yeah, you guys aren't going to phase me or something. But when he does, it looks like he's got these big eyes and it's like, what's going on. And then we have another bullpen guy, his name's Chapman and he, um, he can throw a really great strike and he can throw the ball in the dirt. Oh, and he makes me so nervous. Every I'm like, don't put don't him put out him there. We don't want Chapman anyway. But who am I to say what Bochy should do? They they've won all their games. Right, so right. They come, just keep coming. Yeah, coming back to Texas tomorrow. Well, I mean, they're in the state of Texas because they're playing Houston. But coming back to the Dallas area tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. So yes. So anyway, that's what we're doing. Excellent. But that's my current. Current sports obsession. Okay. And then tomorrow is my hubby's birthday. Happy so, birthday, yeah. Brett. A, yes. a day early. So I'll, I'll take yeah. him out to eat tomorrow night. Okay. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. He'll enjoy so, it. Um, I'm going to take him to seafood. I don't like seafood. So that's what a good wife I am. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. <laughs> If I do say so myself, I would so really like sacrifice. He, he loves seafood. Okay. Yeah. I hate seafood. You like seafood. I you like shrimp anyway. Yeah, I like, I I like shrimp and fish. Yeah. I don't like um, some of the textures. I don't like scallops. and. Um, oh, Brett loves scallops. I do. Too. <laughs> do you like calamari? Brett likes calamari no, too. No, I don't. Again, it's too chewy. Yeah, yeah, it's the texture. Uh-huh. It it doesn't have much taste, but I I don't like I don't like the texture of it. Don't like that rubbery uh-uh. stuff. Well, where I'm taking Brett tomorrow, they have oysters also. Ooh, I, yeah, I don't like. That. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you were talking yeah, about texture slimy. stuff, Ooh. yeah, I figured that you weren't about the slimy oysters. So, so that's what yeah, he'll eat. Is that what he'll want to eat? Yeah, he'll probably get some oysters to start, and then. Um, I don't know what kind of fish he'll get, but he'll get some kind of seafood. So, <laughs> and I will probably be eating steak or chicken. Oh, okay, okay. I did check to make sure that they, they had, had something, something on the menu okay. that I would eat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you have going on before Saturday? You know, we don't have a lot. Um, what do we have? One of my partners is having a C-section. So she's having a baby oh, okay. on Thursday. So Oh, that's yeah. right. You were talking about that one as you were here for OU Texas. Yeah. So she's having a baby so on it's Thursday. It's time for her to not be pregnant anymore and to get her little baby <laughs> boy here. So that'll be fun okay. on Thursday. Yeah. And that'll All right. everybody at the hospital, you know, our hospital's small, so everybody mm-hmm. will be excited um, you know, to get to see the baby and and right. and meet her husband. They don't they know her, but they don't know his her her okay. husband that well. Right. So That'll be okay. fun too. So yeah, get to hang so out. So who gets to do the anesthesia? Um, I'm scheduled to do it uh, unless okay. she comes in early. She's had a previous <laughs> right. C-section before, so I she mm-hmm. could come in, I guess, okay. today, tomorrow, Thursday. But right. anyway, it's scheduled okay. Thursday. Otherwise, okay. we don't have a whole lot planned. Yeah, uh-huh. so that part will be All fun. Right. So y'all ready for homecoming? Yes, I am. What about you? I am. 
Yeah, well, I'm not going to be there on Saturday because I um I am on the board of directors for this nonprofit mm-hmm. that a friend of mine started, and it's called The Gap at Saw, Sawmill Meadow. And she started it because her oldest son, when they're all Aggies in that family. So um, I'm sorry. That, well, your daughter's an Aggie. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Not an Oklahoma Aggie, okay. a Texas Aggie. A Texas Aggie. Aggie. They're okay. Like, like, like They're your red. daughter. They're red. They're red. Yes. In fact, I think their daughter is probably, um, I'm trying to think. No, their son is probably about Rachel's age. Oh, okay. Rachel may be between their oldest. They have a son who's there now, but their oldest son. And so he, obviously they're super smart because they all got into A&M and that's not an easy thing to do right off the bat. But their oldest son just was, did kind of struggled. Okay. Right? Not necessarily academically, but just with all the other stuff and, and had to drop out of school a couple times. And so... She decided to start with God's leading um, this gap year program in South Fort, Colorado, which is close to Creed, where my husband's family's always vacationed. And so I'm not anyway. I'm on the board of directors. Our annual board of directors meetings that day, but um, he was on. He's he's graduated since then. Okay. But the the um, programs kind of to help you help new adults discover who they are in themselves, not what other people have always told them yeah. they are, but who they really are and who they are in Christ. Okay. And That's cool. Kind of, yeah. And what's so. it called again? So anyway, what's the nonprofit? It's called The Gap at Sawmill Meadow. Okay. So anybody listening, if you know some new adults who might need a little bit of direction, um, look them up. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So. But I'm sure I'll have my phone. Kind You'll of have to watch the score. Yes. I'll, I'll be watching the score for that 11 a.m. kickoff. Well, I'm excited because Dylan, I mean, it. he reunites with the where he where he played for three years. You know? That's right. He's back. Yes. Play, I mean, he's mm-hmm. playing his old school. But I yes. think there will be good feelings. Uh, you know, I. Oh. he left with, you know, with um, – he didn't leave no under duress. Feelings. Yeah, I don't think there were right. any hard feelings. So I, I think mm-hmm. as far as that goes, it'll, it'll be good for him. And I, right. I think he can show, look how far he's come from, from and, right. and he was a great player at UCF, mm-hmm. but he's doing even better, you know, at OU, yeah. at, a, at a bigger yeah. program, and right. bigger headlines and, you know, all that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, yeah I think and, it'll be fun. And, of course – you have a daughter who graduated from UCF. Yes, so. yes. she's a UCF yeah. grad. She was there when um, Blake Bortles was oh, that's playing right. there at UCF. Who had been at Blake? He'd been at Baylor prior, right? I don't did, know. Blake had been at Baylor. Okay, I did not realize that. Okay, I didn't realize that. Okay. But I'm going to have to look this up while you're talking. She was, talking. I'm well, listening. she was there at UCF when football – kind of became king because um they really had like we went to a few football games when she was a freshman we went to one and 
there wasn't a big, huge turnout. There weren't that many folks there. And then the next year we went, there were more people. Um, you know, it was just that sort of thing. You kind of watched football became a little more important there. They just really mm-hmm. hadn't, no one had really supported the team. And then like Bortles is there and he's a star and he's, you know, getting named with Heisman runner-ups and, you know, and well, and right. that was the time that, that they beat, didn't they beat Baylor in the um, Fiesta oh, Bowl? That's, okay. You know what? That's what I'm thinking about. Not that okay. he played at Baylor, but that they beat Baylor. And they were undefeated that year. I want to say she was about a junior. Yes. So, okay. so that would have been around, oh, goodness. So, yeah, he redshirted as a true freshman in 2010. Okay. And as a redshirt freshman in 2011, he played in 10 games. So, yes. So. Okay. He started playing there in 2011. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to guess around 2013, you know, they, they claimed that they won a national championship. They didn't officially, but they were undefeated. Um, when they right. beat Blake Bortles and, in the Fiesta, I think it was yeah. the Fiesta Bowl, and we yeah, watched Bortles. it at home. I, my daughter was like, "We ought to go," and I said, "Well, we yes. we could go." You know, it happened to be a time, you know, uh-huh. right at the end of the year. It's like we could go. We didn't. We ended up staying. You home, didn't but, end up going. Okay. Yeah, but, but it yeah, was that's quite, what I was thinking. Quite quite a Bortles deal. and Baylor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't at Baylor, but he played Baylor. Um, and beat them. And you're right. It was in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. So. Yeah. The score was, was 52 to 42. I was, was going to say game. it was really big scoring, as I remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course, we were high you, scoring game. Reading for UCF because, you know, our. Sure. You know, when, you, when your kid there. goes there, you're like, my money and my child go there. So <laughs> That's right. I'm a fan now because they're getting all my money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They. Um, have not had the year that I was hoping they would have. I mean, it, actually, a lot of these schools who came into the Big 12 this year, you know, I was excited for Cincinnati, of course. They, you know, a couple of years ago were in the college football playoff. And, right. And UC, UCF has had this rise because um, it's a relatively young program. And Houston had kind of been looking like they were on the rise. BYU sometimes is although BYU's not doing awful this year but didn't BYU lose this weekend I don't remember yes they lost to TCU I, they yeah, yeah badly uh, it, yeah yeah TCU yes. just they schooled them <laughs> right yeah, yeah on Saturday so maybe TCU is kind of starting to figure out things without Max Duggan and stuff too. well right they may be and they started a different quarterback they did not start um Oh, the did, kid oh that, they didn't start Morris? Uh-uh. Chandler Morris? Chandler Morris didn't. Okay. Now, there was talk that he was injured, but this kid that they played in his place, the backup mm-hmm. QB, looked better than looked what better. I've seen of Chandler Morris. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I haven't watched him that much, but this kid had a really good, you know, he could run and pass. So, RPO mm-hmm. plays. He looked good. Right. And I yeah. thought, ooh, we play them the day after Thanksgiving. Eee. I don't want him to get very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So anyway, um, I'm glad UCF and BYU and Houston and Cincinnati are in the Big 12 because the Big 12 needed more schools, even though we're losing. But um, yeah, UCF hasn't had a great year. But we'll see what happens. I think college football has shown us like this week, Louisville lost. Right. Right. <laughs> to Pitt. 
That they had so no crazy. business losing to Pitt. No. And and Kentucky lost. So I think we see that any school can lose on Oh, right, given on a given day. Saturday. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as the season goes on, each team's going to have they may have different players out that are injured or that are mm-hmm. out, you know, True. out for the entire season or they're injured right. for a game or two. Um, and so, you know, we're going to start to see just how deep some of the, um, right. you know, how, how deep some of the teams actually have players, you know, we'll mm-hmm. see. So speaking of injuries, do you know, or how are we doing on that front? Um, well, of course, Anthony's out for good. Uh, he had season right. ending surgery. Maybe last week. Um, yeah. Did they ever say exactly what happened? I mean, was it an ACL? Or? They, I never. I never saw. They yeah, just I never heard would either. Mention his his leg and call uh-huh. it a knee injury, but I never heard him say. They okay. did say that he had surgery. Um, McCade Matower, and I may not be saying that right. I don't know if it's Matower or Metower. Right. Um, he has been back. Um, he will not play this week. But we'll okay. probably be able to play in another week or two. So he's doing okay. really well. You know, it looked okay. like he had a broken bone. And right. um, he actually didn't. Um, they mm-hmm. put an air cast on it. And it's an it's an ankle that he injured, like, in high school. I think if he ever gets an injury, it's usually this ankle. And so oh, it was okay. just considered a bad sprain. And they mm-hmm. said probably a week or two he'll be back. Um, okay. so they've got a backup, um, it's a transfer, I think from Miami of Ohio that oh, okay. is going to be playing in his position. And then they've got a true freshman that actually, and both of these guys played in the, at the end of the OU Texas game. They played in yeah, the Yeah, that's probably that freshman. That's Caden Green. They, yeah, they've talked a whole lot about him and what a great job he did yeah. against Texas. He's yes. a kid. For being a true freshman. Right, true freshman. He's a kid out of Missouri. Um, he even said, I read an article about him, and he said, um, he said, I was so hyped up. I got out on the field. They were like, you're going in to play. And he said, I got out there on the field, I, and and he said, I went the wrong direction. <laughs> the, oh, no. the first play of the game. I, I turned to the left and we were all supposed to go to the right. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Stops. And he said, then the other. Oh, bless his heart. He said, the other <laughs> linemen were like, you got to calm down. Take a deep breath. And, and he okay. said, I don't think I had any other major mistakes. But he said, I mean, I I know I didn't play perfect. Um, but he said the, the worst was the first play. <laughs> Oh, how sweet. Well, how honest, too. Well, he's getting all the accolades for what he did. So, yes. And I love it that his teammates just calmed him down Uh and said, you're okay. You're going to be all right. That's it. I love that story. Well, and he he also told in it, because he lines up next to Walter Rouse, and and Walter Rouse is who Mm -hmm. made the yeah. The uh, when when Dylan is getting the pass off to Nick Anderson that wins it, um, mm-hmm. that wins the game for OU. Walter Rouse is the guy who's got two defenders, you know, one right. one on each arm, yes. and he's like, one of those guys was supposed to be mine, and I, oh, no. <laughs> that was in that was in the little bit the the little interviews like, 
I was really supposed to have one of those guys. And when I realized that I didn't and I was headed to help, then the pla- the pass was getting completed. Um, okay. So Walter was cleaning up my mess again, and I'm sorry. Oh, so he just tells on himself, <laughs> He did, too. he did. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and so then... Walter, they they later interviewed Walter Rouse, and he's like, "It's okay, it's okay. He's a true freshman. That's a stressful place right. to be, and 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 it's okay. He was coming back to help. He was coming back. Okay. Well, and Walter had his back, right? I mean, that sounds that's a good yeah. team. Instead of like, oh my gosh, you know, he you know, instead right. of throwing one of them under the bus, he was like, mm-hmm. it's it's okay. It it worked out. We all covered all for right. each other. Yes. Have you seen the video where? They've got, they did it for the offense on the last drive, and then they did it for the defense on the goal line stand. But for the offense, they've got Walter Rouse, Drake Stoops, Jalil Farouk, Dylan Gabriel, and um, Nick Anderson. And they've just got them watching that drive and kind of talking about oh, it. Oh, I haven't seen you'll, it. I need oh, to you'll, see have it. To, you'll have to look it up. Um, you got to get on Facebook, Dana, so you can see this stuff. <laughs> have Robin show it to okay. you. Just look under Look on Oklahoma face Oklahoma football's Facebook page, okay. and so the and it's just like this seven minute video, and they're just talking, and it's it's so fun to see them like reliving that drive and talking about it and what was going through their head, and like Nick Anderson was saying, and I think you even talked about this the other day, but he's like, I'm just standing there, like you got it throw me the ball. I'm here, you know, and how he thought it took forever. But then they do it with the defense on the goal line stand. And so they've got Danny Stutzman and Desan McCullough. Um, who, who else? Do they have Lacey or I can't remember all the defensive guys. Okay. And Jaron Canick's in there. And okay. They're, they're just talking about what's going through their head. And there was one, um, I think it was like on the third down, and one of the guys was like, and right there, that's when we wanted it more. I could just tell when that happened, we wanted it more. And then another one on um, that, fine, that fourth, that fourth down, down goes, pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going, well, so-and-so took him this way, and so that just gave me this opportunity to shoot in there. And, you know, it, it's so fun to – hear what's going through their mind and talking about what they were thinking in the midst of those plays. And then also their camaraderie. That's really fun to see too. Okay. So, okay. I'll have to, um, I'll it's have on, to find it. Yeah. It's on, and it may be somewhere on, on a website too, but on Oklahoma football on their Facebook and Twitter page, you can see these videos and it's just the drive and then the goal line stand. Okay. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. So, hopefully, we'll have some of that stuff this yes, weekend. Yes, yes. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. So, I'll record it and so we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll have- And you can still text me. I'll, I'll text have you. my phone okay. on silent during, I'll text you during, during the game. Our board retreat. Yeah. Yeah. You can text me. It, it'll be more exciting. Well, I don't know. Your board retreat may be exciting, but I would think <laughs> I would think it won't be that exciting. So a lot of people on the board, like I said, the founders of this group, they're Aggies, a couple other people on the board, they're Aggies. And 
I don't know what time the Aggies play, but I'm sure I will not be the only one looking at football scores on Saturday. Right, right. I don't know when they mm-hmm. play either, but yeah, you ought to ask them about Jimbo. <laughs> And are they going to buy him out with his $77 million? There's talk, you know, that that the Aggies can buy him out um, and get a new coach if they wanted to. You know, it's like, but it's about $77 million. I know. When you're at public university, it's still kind of hard to justify that, right? Even, Even if you have the donors who can do it. It's, well, and the talk is if you've got the donors that'll buy him out at $77 million, mm-hmm. put that into your NIL program and sure. just bring all five stars in. But I think... Or, or just I, or just create scholarships for poor kids who are having a hard time affording a Right, right. <laughs> but I think we found he can't seem to mm-hmm. coach them up and make yeah. them great football players. He's gotten really highly recruited classes while he's been there but he's not making them into the Mm -hmm. into the playoffs you know he he doesn't whatever he's doing he's not getting as much out of them or or something you know he's he's not able to create that championship team yeah and I think that with OU and Texas coming to the SEC that that's just going to make their recruiting that much harder because for a while they had that to, you know, we're all three of these schools are pulling from the same pool. Right. Um, and I mean, Texas and this area is just huge recruiting ground. And so he can no longer say, well, it, come to us if you want to play in the SEC where that's how you get ready to play in the NFL when, because Texas and Oklahoma can say that now and he's not going to be able to use that to get recruits there. Correct. But yeah, he has had those classes and hasn't been able to do it. It felt like they used to do that with UT also, you know, they go on and on about their recruiting class and, then OU would still beat them. So Right. Right. You've got to take the recruits and turn them into football players. You know? Yeah. You just you you do you just do. It's like um and we talked about this earlier about Teddy Lehman was a two star recruit and he won mm-hmm. the Buckus Award. I mean right. how? He won it with hard work and he had coaches mm-hmm. that taught him to play in the positions he needed to play. And of course he had to have instinct too. Um right. We can't say that it's all on the coaches, but coaches that get four and five star recruits should be able to turn them into a championship team, mm-hmm. or at least a top top ten team every year. You know, yeah. if they, if they've got that raw talent, right? Or you have to make sure you're picking the right four and five star recruits, right? Right. The ones who are going to buy into your system, which is also part of the co- whole coaching thing, right? I mean, it's you, you have to have this, I think they have to have, a, you have to have an identity, right? I think that was Texas's problem for a while. And maybe still, I think the jury's kind of out on that. But they, I don't think they had a real identity. I, <laughs> I live in Texas, I know. But I think the two Texas schools also, 
have this, especially UT for a while, had this whole entitlement thing. I don't know that I'd say A&M has that so much, but, and I think their alums sometimes dictate maybe more than they should. Uh, they, okay. they think they have the right to tell the coaches what they should do. I don't know. It just feels like that from afar. Okay. You know, okay. um, anyway, I, I don't necessarily see that as much with A&M. Although when I hear people say that the alums could buy out at like even last year when the buyout would have been like close to 90 million, they're like, Oh, the alums could do that tomorrow. Well, that's, that's kind of being entitled and kind of letting, letting alums with deep pockets dictate something that I'm not sure it's their, it's their duty job to yeah. dictate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. So anyway, <laughs> Sean just made all sorts of people mad <laughs> in the state where she lives. <laughs> Sean is the Texan. <laughs> I'm the Texan who's a Sooner. That's right. Through and through. I'm a Sooner through and, and through. And I'm Sooner born and Sooner bred. <laughs> And when I die, I'll be I will sooner be sooner dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That is probably a good place to end this podcast. <laughs> I took care of a patient today whose husband was a Dallas Cowboys fan. And so I said, okay, what about that game last night? Dak pulled something. it off, you know. Yeah, he did. I thought you guys have given them too much time. They're going to go down the field mm -hmm. and score. I mean, come on. And it was just when the announcer, well, Troy and um, Joe Buck. <laughs> when, it was just when, when they said that about Micah hadn't had a sack yet. They're like, Parsons hadn't had a sack. He really hadn't looked. I mean, he's been okay this game, but he hadn't looked that good. <laughs> Boom! Herbert goes down. Boom. He does. <laughs> He did go down, man. And it was like, it was like Micah could hear them, yes, right? Yes, it was just almost <laughs> on cue. And yes. so, of course, this couple, they're having their second or third baby. And, you know, he's like, oh, that was such a fun game. He said, you know, now I like Troy Aikman and I liked him when he played for the Cowboys. But when he's the commentator, he's, he's pretty hard on him. You know, he's pretty hard on the Cowboys, and he picks at them. And I said, well, yeah, there were a few times in the evening, you know, they'd say, well, what do you think about the O-line play? And he was like, you don't really want to know what I think about the O-line play. Uh, <laughs> like, he didn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, right. I said to this poor kid, you know, uh, he's talking on and on, and I said, Troy Aikman played at OU when I was there. And uh, then I thought, oh, my gosh, I've just told him how old I am. <laughs> you just aged yourself, David. And he kind of looked at me, and he was like. He was ever a Sooner? <laughs> that was kind of what was going through his mind. And I said, you know, he just played there a year um, with Barry Switzer, and then he got his leg broken against Miami, and then he moved to UCLA. And that was that really fit his their offense fit him better yeah. than what style of what we had. You know, we were still running mm -hmm. the wishbone. Um, and he right. was a pro-style passing quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's where he needed yeah. to be. But mm -hmm. but anyway, I thought it's a small world. Here I'm telling him about yes. this old Troy Aikman and how I watched him play in college because that's when I right. was in college. And, and he's just kind of like, 
He played it at hey. you. Oh yeah, <laughs> kind of. I kind of, kind of think I heard that, and I'm thinking, and I was in the stadium yelling. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of thinking. Um, my parents maybe exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, they could have named their kid Micah because it works for a boy or a girl. That's true. That's true. They had a yeah. Levi though. <laughs> oh, okay. They had a baby had Levi. Levi. <laughs> yeah. But you, so the joke used to be in our family that so my son was born in December of 2000 and his name's Josh. And that's the year Josh Heupel led us <gasps> okay. you know, to yes, the national yes. championship. That is not why he's named Josh. But we used to joke about that. Yeah. You could that always that say that. My husband, my husband would tell people, well, yeah, you know. I mean, she named him Josh after Josh Heupel because, you know, he led the Sooners to a national championship. You're like, not true. But hey, it worked. (laughs) But it did, yeah. Blagowski family lore. (laughs) At its finest. (laughs) At its finest, yes. (laughs) Well, this has been fun, just visiting. It has been fun, yes. And I'm excited for the game. Always good to see you. Yeah, I'm excited for the game Saturday. It should be nice weather. I think it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. like a high of 80. Um, Oh, good. And it's early. It is an early kick, but then that gives us more time to watch football in the evening. Yes. All right. Well, I will record it so that we can talk next week, but you can tell me all about the homecoming atmosphere and all the good stuff. All right. Will do. Okay. I'll talk to you later. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. Boomer. Sooner. See ya. Bye-bye.